Like sands through the black water, so are the days of our Milton. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. Just kind of a quick disclaimer so everyone understands kind of where, where this is coming from and how this works. No one has asked me to put any of this work together. I've had no communications with any elected official, any council member, any member of the public, any board member. No one in any way, shape, fashion whatsoever has asked me to put any of this together or had any input or consideration from that. Well, what could possibly be coming? This is Scott Collins, the city manager of the city of Milton at the Agenda Workshop last night. And uh, I will tell you, this is going to be an unusual edition of the uh, Days of Our Milton episode. Let me just, I want to prepare you for this. Okay, I want to prepare you that this may be a little bit different than you're used to. So Scott Collins, the, 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 you know, the, the guy who was in, he was unanimous choice, and then he was a no because of a whole bunch of drama, and then he was back in because Alexandrida had basically made a call to him to find out, well, what can we do better in the future when we actually hire somebody to be city manager? And he's like, you know, honestly, actually, uh, I might be kind of interested in this job again. And so he's back in, and they picked him, and there is a massive amount of drama behind all of that. I think, uh, Jake, is it fair to say I summarized that quickly? Uh, very quickly and <laughs> precise, yes. Yeah, okay, so, so now he's in. And he's been great so far in the uh, Milton City Council meetings, which have been nothing if not dysfunctional. And by the way, you know, I don't say this often enough, not because of the staff and honestly, not because of, um, well, at least not because of any staff that still work there, um, I don't think. And then also, you know, not because of all the city council members, just like, you know, just a couple, <laughs> you know, that are really kind of the keys to all of this. But OK, it's been pretty, you know entertaining over the years and certainly over the last year. And Scott Collins is uh, in there and, you know, to the degree that he's capable of reforming things, he's going to work on it. And he says, look, uh, first of all, nobody put me up to any of this. So put your suspicion guns away. But here's what I want to do. The purpose of this is part of what I just stated. There is a total operational rebuild that needs to take place here. Agreed. That's not an exaggeration. That's just a statement of condition of where we are. Um, we know it behind the doors we know it by the staff we know it by the employees that are working here i inherited a mess um <laughs> that's what he's which and it's not not to you know blame or lay blame or fault or anything on the former city manager randy jorgensen that's not what he's intending um it's just there's there's been a lot of not functioning properly and we're going to kind of come in and try to fix it this is not somewhere where you come in and change the name on the letterhead and sprinkle a little bit of work in along the way um, there's no low-hanging fruit here. Um, I described to someone a couple of days ago that most of our fruit has fallen off the tree, and we're just now kind of scurrying around the ground to pick up the fruit that's there, right? So that's kind of, you know, where they're at, like what he thinks that a lot needs to be done. And, um, you know, his goal is to really, really reform things. Now, this is a pretty high aspirational uh, expression here. Um, so what's the goal? I'm going to read this, and then we're going to say it pretty much every day as we come to work, but this is not an exaggeration. Um, what is the goal for the city of Milton and the Milton City Council to be recognized as the most responsible, accountable, and professional local government in Northwest Florida? That. I mean, that's. I mean, why not shoot for the stars? I, you know, if you have been watching the Milton City Council meetings, as I have, for a couple of years now, um, you know, we were we were in last place. We lost 100 games last year. Next year, we're going to win the World Series. I mean, 
You know, if you're going to shoot for something, shoot for something. Don't be like, okay, so rebuilding year, we're going to hire some new players. Uh, we're going to tweak some things. And, and this year, what we want is we want to get to 500. George Santos for president. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, let's let's be the best. As the most responsible, accountable, and professional local government in Northwest Florida. That. Why, why not? Oh, but here's the part. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Are you ready? You ready? You paying attention? That's not a three-year project. That's a 90-day project. I'm, I'm, this, this is legitimate. When we get to work, we're going to get to work. Yeah. When, when we get to doing it, you know, we're going to do it. And, um, you know, but he, he went through a whole bunch of reforms. He went through a whole bunch of things to, you know, kind of explain what it was he's trying to do. And somehow or other, I might, you know, I must've, maybe I didn't cut the piece that I really wanted to cut. I'm so sorry. There is a, um, there's a pretty important part of this and I'm trying to, I thought I had cut it and maybe I didn't. So get into this. Is add a few meetings. All right, hold on, hold on. These, all these comments back and forth for all. That's a 90-day Here project. Here we go. I think this might be it. But I hear stories. Of, okay, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is legitimate. When we get to work, we're going to get to work. Okay, we're going to get to work. And then the very next thing he says, this is the part. I'm sorry. I, was, I, I hadn't had it prepared yet. I thought I did, but here we go. But I hear stories of, you know, there's some radio show that does this or that about Milton and these all these comments back and forth for all of these things. Um, that series is about to get canceled. Because we're, we're going to get to work. <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow! I know! <laughs> I thought, okay, well, you know, and, it, it, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, so what, so, so he wants to cancel Days of Our Milton. He wants to, and listen, of course he should want to. If you were the city manager of the city of Milton, you would want to cancel this series too. And I hope he does. Not because he's going to, Andrew, you need to stop doing that. Ser- no, because he wants to make the meetings and the city government run so well. And it, again, I think the city government largely does run well. Um, but he wants to make the meetings run so professionally that there's no more material for me. And I hope he does. I genuinely hope he does. How many times have I told you that, you know, I'm, I feel very torn? Because on the one hand, very entertaining material. <laughs> you know, very... Very good radio. On the other hand, ah, oh, pains me to see the city of Milton look so bad. It does it pains me? But so, what's my goal? Well, as a guy who wants you to listen to a radio show and have a good time and learn about your local government, the entertainment's you know, thank you. Um, but as a guy who cares about the community and cares about the city and wants to see see things great, you know, it's kind of like when I talk to the uh, the sheriffs and the the PPD, you know, my. I'll give you an example. Bob Johnson, the sheriff of Santa Rosa County, a lot of times I'll hit him on the phone on Monday at 810 and be like, hey, anything for me this week? And he's like, nope. I'm like, all right, we'll talk to you next week. I mean, <laughs> that's good. You know, when crime is boring because there's not much of it, that's good. I, I, I hope. I hope he succeeds. I hate to see the series go, but I hope he succeeds. So I actually texted Scott last night. I said, hey, brother, man, you know, good luck. I hope you succeed. Welcome to Milton. We had talked before. I talked to him a couple of times. In fact, um, it's I, it, it's possible that me talking to him and getting some of the facts in this whole drama straight uh, might have facilitated him coming. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's possible. I, I certainly don't want to claim much more than that, But and, which I'm glad. I mean, I hope so. You know, I hope that what we do makes a difference. And honestly, if holding up a ridiculous city council against some members, uh, a ridiculous city council to ridicule, which is what you do when you hold up to ridicule, um, is, is, is effective at persuading people to be like, you know, we just don't want to look this bad anymore. And then we fix it. 
great. I mean, the point of like, you know, satire and humor is not just to have satire and humor. The point is to make a difference. I mean, really. So good good luck. I hope it works. Now, last night he, you know, I didn't get to watch the whole meeting last night because I was working on other things. We got relatives in town and, you know, it's a lot to get done. But I did um, watch this first part. I thought, cool. And by the way, it's kind of funny. He texted me back. He said he didn't. He actually didn't know that it was my show that was had those segments. So he wasn't saying it on purpose. He knows me, but he wasn't be like he wasn't trying to be critical. And I told him it's fine too. If you want to be critical of me, if you want to disagree with me, if you think the things I say on the show or the series are out of out of line, feel free. That doesn't bother me. Disagreement never bothers me. Criticism never bothers me. I actually like it because that's the only way you ever grow and learn is if people are disagree with you and they're critical of you. I mean, that's how else would you find out you're wrong? So anyway, I just thought you would uh, you would appreciate that that um, there's a target on um, on the on the days of our Milton, and the new Milton city manager has said enough of the shenanigans. Uh, we are going to make a professional meeting, and I'm going to get this series. What did he say? Because we're we're going to get to work. Oh, sorry, um, this one. Um, that series is about to get canceled. <laughs> I love it. The series, I know. So the. Days of our of our Milton, the days could be numbered, and you know, again, as a member of the community, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, look at look at the city of Pensacola. We were doing Days of Our Pensacola because it was very dysfunctional in some ways too, and you haven't heard it in a while because it's been the Pensacola City Council meetings have been super boring. <laughs> they just have been. When they do important work, we talk about it, and there hasn't been much of this interpersonal drama going on. A couple of key players change, and you know, a lot can change. 520 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. If you are trying to sell your home, trying to figure out where to sell it, who to sell it with, how much to sell it for, is now the right time? Should I wait? Should I act now? Or buy? You know, buy, same thing. Is it now the time? Should I wait? What's the interest rates going to do? How's the economy going to change? You know, what's going on? Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. They're fantastic. I mean, they really are. Look, she started off, you know, in news as her background, and then she did some stuff, started a family, and now she's working in real estate for about six or seven years. And uh, every year, it has been off the charts, upward expansion of the number of homes she sold. 233 last year. Not too shabby for somebody that hasn't even been doing this a decade yet, right? That's pretty amazing. So she's got a whole team of people that work with her, like-minded, and I like to say they're like-hearted, which means they care about the customer. They want to understand what's going on with you and realize that that concern followed up with, like, a really aggressive, professional, you know, almost you can't learn enough, can't know enough kind of attitude to try to make sure that we do the best job for our clients. Hey, uh, they have that. Christina Levenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. Give her a call on her cell phone today, 723-9158. Elevate your brand with custom engraved gifts and products from Prim and Proper. Your clear choice for all brand and product needs. Locally owned and trusted, Prim and Proper offers custom engravings for promotional and gift items for your business. They also have so many unique gifts to choose from, including engraved drinkware, cutting boards, tumblers, water bottles, slate decor, and more to inspire you the moment you walk through the door. They're also the only local retailer for Sandhopper electric beach carts. Primandproper.com for more. That's Prim, I-N-Proper.com. Happy 62nd birthday, Granddad. Thanks, sweetheart. I got you this. A mug. What does it say? Beware. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of serious consequences from RSV. Respiratory syncytial virus. Compared to adults younger than 60. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. RSV vaccines, including Pfizer's, are available. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. This is a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test.
Rumors of Fleetwood Mac, the world's finest tribute to Fleetwood Mac, returns to the stage in 2023. A brand new show celebrating the very best of Fleetwood Mac. A unique opportunity for fans both old and new to rediscover the songs and performances that have ensured Fleetwood Mac's place as one of the most loved groups of all time. Personally endorsed by Fleetwood Mac founding member Mick Fleetwood. Live at Pensacola Sanger Theater on November 22nd. The ultimate tribute to Fleetwood Mac. Tickets are on sale now from Ticketmaster.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell of Cordell & Cordell. The holiday season should remind us that faith and family are the most important things in life. And we hope that you succeed in coming together with those you love this holiday season. Holidays have this magical power to magnify small things to ever greater memories over time. Happy holidays. For matters in Tennessee, visit CordellCordell.com. 200 West Martin Luther King Boulevard, Suite 1000, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37402. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Let's be honest, nobody likes taxes, but they are necessary to maintain roads, support schools, and fund public services. Wouldn't it be great if someone else paid our taxes? In Escambia County, they do. Our beautiful community draws millions of visitors who spend over a billion dollars each year. The taxes they pay help lower the tax burden for locals. Tourism works for all residents and businesses in Escambia County. This message brought to you by Visit Pensacola. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. You almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. Travis Kelsey uh, talked about ugly cheerleaders. 50 Cent is no longer identifying as a human being. And Snoop Dogg is going to quit smoking. Those are your headlines. 525 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I suspect that um, David Wayne may have different headlines in mind for his news break. We'll see here. Well, I like your headlines more than mine, but uh, <laughs> Congressman George Santos has changed his mind about seeking re-election. He made that announcement yesterday after the House Ethics Committee released a report about his conduct. They're expected to announce an expulsion resolution today. Once again, I, Penn- I, I, I don't I don't know what the issue is with the George Santos investigation. I mean, he didn't spend his money on anything that isn't related to the campaign. Right. I mean, right. Of course. All, not. all, all he did was six thousand dollars worth of purchases at um Ferragamo stores. <laughs> Stole no identities <laughs> ca- in the ca- process. Cash withdrawals yeah. from casinos and ATMs. Uh, rent and credit card payments. Um, $2,000 at resorts in Atlantic City. $1,400 at the virtual skin spa in Jericho. Well, that's just that's just debate prep is all that is. got to look good to, right. to, to, to sound good. Uh, $4,000 at Hermes. And then um, purchases at Sephora, uh, meals, parking, and um, also at OnlyFans, the online mostly pornography site. Hmm. Um, th- th- look, if the, if the candidate's not happy, he can't possibly perform well. And this is just maintaining the candidate's happiness. I don't, I don't understand why there'd be an investigation about any of this. I don't see the issue here. Yeah. It just yeah. seems like a perfectly appropriate use of campaign funds. 
Hey, how about this? Once again, Pensacola's morning future news oh. is correct. Oh. I'm not as good at the whisper as uh, Jake or Candy, <laughs> but news. hey, uh, SpaceX has moved today's planned Starship test flight until tomorrow. I believe you both yes. called that Yay yesterday. Yes, for us, Jake. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we celebrate the thing that didn't happen, but okay. Right. Elon Musk uh, says they have to replace a part on the rocket. Mm. And you, you, know, you know, this is based on like our combined level of expertise on this subject is zero, <laughs> but we just, you know, it's the right. kind of thing that feels like it just happens a lot, so you can kind of... Take a shot at it. So yeah. go ahead. Go well, ahead. Well, you had a 50-50 yeah, shot, right. and you picked the right 50, so that's Thank good. You. And the uh, weapons expert for Alec Baldwin's cowboy movie Rust is now facing a separate gun charge in an unrelated incident. Ha- uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed is facing a charge in New Mexico of unlawfully carrying a firearm into a, a uh, licensed liquor establishment. Okay. And she was the armorer that uh, yeah, yeah. was so, being kind of blamed in that she- situation. Why would that? I, I'm not sure what the infraction there would be. Are they? Do they not have any? Conce- they have concealed carry. They do, in but I, be, I believe in uh, New Mexico, it's uh, you can't take it into any type of an establishment that serves liquor. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So they they don't allow you to take it to a liquor store. See, in in Florida, you can't take it into a bar, but you can take it into a liquor store. So that's an inter- that's interesting. Okay, you know, um, I. The problem is, uh, David, thank you so much for the update. When um, The problem is that when you, every extra thing that you make off limits for taking the gun in, the more difficult or inconvenient you make it to concealed carry. And the purpose of concealed carry is to make it so that you have lots of citizens who are capable of thwarting a crime, you know, or protecting themselves or both if they're in the vicinity. So the more places you rule out, the more inconvenient and the more difficult you make it to accomplish that goal of having, you know, a, a well-armed citizenry. So, but, you know, okay, a weird store, but thank you so much for sharing it. Um, Chuck E. Cheese is getting rid of the animatronic robots. No. My yep. childhood. I Gone. know. I know. I know. It's hard to imagine what they would be, but they um, they say that because of the stigma of Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> what? No. It's, oh. they, were, they were working on this long before the movie came out. Although, the, oh. you know, the game has been out for, like, what, five years or eight years or something like that. So um, they say it has nothing to do with the movie. That's the first thought you think, though, right, is a horror movie about people stuck in an uh, animatronic-based children's food shop uh, and the horrible things happen when the uh, animatronics come to life at night. You would think maybe that would be connected to an announcement two weeks later that the major chain that pioneered that concept, or at least used it, is getting rid of all but one. At one store, they're going to keep the animatronics. Um, But, you know, this was in the works for a while. It doesn't seem to be related. Although... The timing is a bit coincidental. <laughs> Let's just say yeah. it that way. It's a noteworthy timing overlap. Oh, man. There's so much, so much to talk about today, um, including Nikki Haley is not going to do the one-on-one debate with Ron DeSantis that Laura Ingram had kind of offered, which I would actually love to see a one-on-one with the two of them because they could really, before the RNC would, because kind of the RNC doesn't want this to happen, um, but I would love to see a longer inter- interaction between the two of them to really hash out who's the better candidate for the Republican nomination, but the RNC is not on board, so Nikki Haley says no. Fox News, I'm C.J. Papa. President Biden signs the stopgap spending bill passed by the House and Senate. It allows the federal government to remain in the black so it can pay its workers and bills until January 2024. The economic summit known as APEC wraps up today. Last night, President Biden went to a dinner with the heads of the delegations. I again emphasize to President Xi that the United States does not seek conflict. Communication issues for millions in Gaza left with no phones or internet due to a lack of 
fuel. Israeli Defense Forces report finding the bodies of a 65-year-old woman and a 19-year-old soldier both kidnapped by Hamas. The remains discovered in buildings near the Al-Shifa hospital complex as troops are still searching that area. And the I-10 freeway in L.A., could be open by Tuesday. Remember, it was damaged by fire. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio 92.3. We've got 60 degrees. It is partly cloudy right now in Pensacola. Three people were arrested yesterday after PPD. Uh, says they were linked to several shootings around the area. 15-year-old Tyke Smith, 17-year-old Wanyea Kuane Smith-Wire, and 20-year-old Letharius Shaim Deshaun-Wire, now all facing charges related to multiple area shootings. PPD says the three were involved in numerous shootings in and around the Pensacola Village Apartments, 9th Avenue and Spring Hill Drive. Investigators believe those shootings were related to another homicide at the Pensacola Village Apartments in October. The Oa Parks and Resort in Foley planning a big expansion with the addition of a $50 million resort-style hotel. That announcement made yesterday by the Porch Band of Creek Indians. Their plans call for the hotel to be on the northeast side of the new Tropic Falls Water Park. It is expected to open in May of 2025. Alabama-based Rayburn General Contractors will be in charge of construction. Mississippi-based Dale Partners are working on the design. New pilot program coming to the Escambia County School District could lay the groundwork towards moving to K-8 schools. Starting next year, Cordova Park and West Pensacola Elementaries will be adding 6th grade classrooms. It's in our best interest to move as quickly as possible to those uh, K-8s, K-6, K-7, whatever we can come up to to give parents more choices. School board member Kevin Adams is in favor of those K-8 schools. He says oftentimes students go through the district for their elementary years, then leave for middle school and come back for high school. Under the pilot program, parents would have the option of keeping their sixth graders at one of the two elementary schools or moving them to their zoned middle school. Well, life on the run is er, is over for a man that killed a woman in Hillsborough County almost two year, 40 years ago. Donald Santini was sentenced yesterday to 50 years in a Florida state prison. He reached a plea deal with prosecutors. The 65-year-old killed 33-year-old Cynthia Ruth Wood back in 1984 and dumped her body in, in a ditch. Santini then fled to Texas and California, where he lived under an assumed name. He was featured on America's Most Wanted several times, but still wasn't found until this year, when apparently he applied for a passport and supplied his fingerprints. State Attorney Susie Lopez says her thoughts are with the victim's family and friends as they close a painful chapter. The Pensacola Blue Wahoos have announced a two-game exhibition series against the Mexican League's Sultans de Monterrey next April. And uh, that'll be April 2nd and April 3rd. Team owner Quint Studer says despite it being an exhibition, a lot will go into it to make the game possible. Major League Baseball has to agree um, to have the players play an additional couple games. As you know, minor league baseball players and Major League Baseball belong to a union. So you have to get union permission. You have to get minor league baseball permission. And you have to get Major League Baseball permission. And you have to have an owner, somebody like Willie, who's willing to travel with the team up here to do something very, very incredible. 
And the uh, Monterey Sultans are the oldest continuously operated team in the Mexican League. Again, those games are scheduled for April 2nd and 3rd of next year. I'm sure we'll all be excited to see those. 535, and let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. We will have partly cloudy skies today, otherwise high near 75 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. For Saturday, sunshine returns with a high near 73. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 50 degrees. Sunny skies continues for your Sunday with a high near 68 and a low near 58 degrees. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, 60 in Pensacola. 62 in Gulf Breeze, 59 in Milton. Our next news at 6 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Local news with News Radio's news team. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. I'm News Director Joe Ford. Local news radio is so important because during major events or emergencies, you may not always be near a TV. Your phone and internet may go out. But radio is easily accessible and often the first source for information you need to know. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them today at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. News Radio Pensacola is on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola, informative, local, dependable. Good morning, 538 here on News Radio, almost, sorry, 537 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Yesterday, we had a good opportunity to talk, as we always do, with our friend Mike Wood, the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. A lot of our conversation was about that video that came out this past week involving an arrest of two officers and uh, a woman. And it's, there was a lot of stuff, a lot of things to be said about this video. So we had a really good conversation about that. Um, you know, and as often is the case, uh, kind of the whole story. <laughs> You know, may not have come out initially, um, but, you know, that's what we'll talk about. Mike, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning. Um, one thing, uh, obviously, we're going to get to this video and the arrest of this woman. Um, but before we get to that, I did want to ask you, uh, I talked to the mayor yesterday and asked him the same question. But the um, uh, shot spotter technology, the uh, Scambia Sheriff's Office has rolled this out about two weeks ago. The city is still yet to roll it out. I think we're looking at an early December, so probably still about two or three or four weeks in the future. Um, and look, you know, I don't know what goes into each agency rolling this out. It struck me as odd that the sheriff's office would have it deployed and, and PPD wouldn't yet have it deployed. Is there a reason for that? Well, we've got to finish mounting the 
microphones or the sensors, if you would. And to do that, sometimes you're on private property. You have to get permission. You have to get all of that um, taken care of and buttoned up before you can complete that. So uh, we're on schedule to get that going, uh, like the mayor said, in December, early December. And uh, we'll let you know when we have it up and running. It's not going to be long. Okay, very good. And I mean, I just, I, I'm eager for it to be working. And I didn't know if there was a reason other than some kind of strange logistics or whatever. But, um, you know, obviously it's already produced. I think WEAR last night reported uh, 17, you know, already for the sheriff's office, which, uh, you know, I think that's likely to be the case. We're going to get a bunch. Um, and then people are going to have to learn not to shoot their guns off in the city, you know, even when it's not a crime, which it can often be that just, you know, all the other ways people shoot their guns off because uh, the technology is uh, amazing. Let's um, let's talk about this video, this arrest video. The um, For people who might not have seen it, you have uh, two officers, a white officer and a black officer, um, who are trying to, you know, get a woman out of a car. And apparently they've identified her as needing uh, arrest because she has warrants. And her friend is there. She gets out of the car and then she runs at, and they're yelling at her not to do that. They tackle her, they take her down. We didn't we don't see that on the video from the friend. Uh, but then w- coming from behind the two officers who are on top of her and she's a relatively small woman. Um, you know, her friend is, "What are you doing? Why are you punching her?" because the the one officer that happens to be a black officer, he's a black uh, suspect, um, is on the ground and he's got her kind of in a chokehold or a headlock or something like that. It's hard for me to make out and then he's punching her a couple of times. And the video, it looks bad. And what I said yesterday is every arrest looks bad um, because you don't know what arrests look like. When people resist, it's always going to be ugly. And so uh, let's talk about this a little bit. My thought, Mike, is I almost feel like there's an education campaign that needs to happen because the cops know how arrests are supposed to look and when they don't look right. But the average person would think that pretty much every resist of an arrest is going to look wrong. And I don't know, can you maybe put out videos of proper protocol arrests so that people can develop a baseline of what it's supposed to look like compared to what they think? Because that seems to me to be the problem here is that people see something and they just don't know what normal is, and so they think it looks like abuse. Well, it's because normal arrest videos, which you know we record every arrest that we make, uh, the normal ones, the ones where people are compliant, are are boring yeah. to, to the human brain. That's not something that, that they're going to lock in on. They're going to lock in on the ones that are violent. So uh, if we release every video of a normal arrest, people would just get tired of looking at it. Well, and I mean, uh, fortunately for us— I mean, the, I mean the ones where there's resisting. I, I know the compliant ones. You don't need to release those. But I just, like, this is what happens when people resist, you know? Well, so you have two kinds of resistance. You have passive resistance and you have active resistance. Passive is when somebody just will not get out of the car. They might roll up the window and lock the door. They may sit in the street and not get up when instructed to do so. And then they may lock their arms and legs where the officer has difficulty handcuffing them. That is passive. Active is when they decide to use violence and and, and try to hurt the officer in in an attempt to get away. So those are the ones that generally uh, go, quote, viral on on, – on the internet and uh, the ones that look uh, ugly and sometimes police work is ugly. And, uh, and that's what we saw this week. And, and in, and in this case, um, as you had you know said before, she was what grabbing at his eyes, gouging at his eyes, which you can't see through his body on the other side of his body from the video that we've seen, which means that the video we've seen is very misleading because it does not show the totality of the case. It only shows after when he's, you know, punching her basically, and you think, my God, why is this big guy punching this little girl? Well, there's a lot you're not seeing, right? Yeah, there's a lot. You know, we've I know that I've seen at least three different camera angles. I believe there's a fourth 
out there because, again, you know, we don't mind people taking their cell phones out and recording us because we're already recording ourselves. Um, and when, if you look at the other camera angles, that we can clearly see uh, what actually happened uh, during that scuffle. Uh, she was gouging his right eye with her finger. And, and just to put this into perspective, you know, we've heard some uh, had some pushback on her sides versus his sides, which actually uh, the two are quite close in, in weight. So um, that's not a factor. But getting back to gouging someone's eye, to put that into perspective, if you'll take a finger, just pick any finger you want and apply pressure to your eyeball, you'll quickly understand that the size of the person applying the pressure simply does not matter. Right. I mean, think about what we teach people in self-defense courses. What do we teach everybody is that no matter what the size of the person you're dealing with, eyes, throat, and groin, right? You can hurt any man in those areas and any woman certainly in eyes and throat and probably groin. And so you teach people that because, you know, it doesn't matter if you're big or small, if you're sticking your finger in somebody's eye, that's all you got to do typically that. So that's a major assault or battery. Yes, it is. Yeah. It can call, it can cause major damage. And, uh, you know, the officer is out on medical leave, uh, because of the injuries that he sustained. So, you know, these, like I said, these things can get uh, quite ugly and we don't want to use force upon anybody, but just a, a quick note that, Officers never start with force. They are met with force, and they have to use force in order to stop that fight and complete that arrest. This is not something that we start. This is not something that we want, uh, but it's something that we must react to. And, you know, as, as we've talked about this, both me on the air and, you know, you know I've talked about this before, but, you know, um, resistance is never going to produce the outcome that you think it is. Um, you know, complying at least puts you in a position to later make the argument, make the case, have a lawyer, do those things, but... You know, resisting and, you know, battering an officer is never going to help you in any way. It's you're, And you're going to lose. I mean, that's that's the problem. You're going to lose and your charges are going to escalate. And it, But then, you know, this very particular video comes out and people have a certain reaction to it um, because of, you know, kind of how they understand police work, which is typically not very well. We'll come back to this in just a second. We're talking to Mike Wood, the, PP, uh, the uh, public information officer for PPD. Uh, Mike, can we talk a little bit about the friend in this case? Because... You know, on the video, she gets very close and then he pushes her or kicks at her or something. Um, she's demanding to know why he won't talk to her while he's in the middle of an active physical arrest and just had his eyes gouged out. Can you maybe talk a little bit about reasonability in observation and video recording and distance? Yeah, in a situation like that, the officer simply does not have time to chat. Uh, he's got to uh, finish that arrest. He's got to take her into custody and handcuff her. And part of the video that you did not see and, and uh, was, was afterwards when the arrest was made, when uh, this young lady was placed in the back of a patrol car, they talked to the friend. They explained to her exactly what happened, why they did what they did, and the friend was apologetic. She understood. Uh, again, that's part that, that you did not see on social media. So uh, we can't uh, – the officers were already at a bad um, position. They were both on the ground. And when she approached the way she did, she had the upper hand. She was standing. They were they were lying down. And that's an officer safety issue. That's one that we have to pay close attention to. And when we order somebody to get back, when they get close, they've got to get back or they, too, can be arrested. Because the officer can't know whether that person's only got a phone, got a knife, got a gun, got who knows what, right? That's the, the officer is trying to control the situation, affect the arrest, and keep themselves safe all at the same time, right? Yes. They were, like I said, they were already at a... At a uh, bad position being on the ground the way they were. So uh, when we tell people to get back, um, again, we don't mind them uh, recording the arrest. We don't mind any of that, but we do when it becomes, when they are within arm or leg legs reach 
uh, which she was, where they could do harm to the officer, they must get back and let the officer uh, do his job. Uh, I assume you're going to release the body cam or the compiled video from the cruiser of the body camera so that people can see you know, what actually happened once the internal investigation is done? Yeah, this is a, there's a review going on like there always is with use of force incidents. Um, the uh, chain of command looks at this, and once it's over with, we'll be glad to uh, release that video. It's going to do nothing but um, uh, back our case up on, on what we've been saying on, on the different angles, and you're able to see exactly what happened and the, uh, the damage that was being done to the officer. I'm going I'm to ask you this question that you may not be able to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I know the investigation, and you don't want to prejudice that. But, okay. Putting everything else aside, you've been a cop for a long time. You know, I mean, though you're only 29, you've been a cop for a long time. Um, you've seen a lot of arrests. You've conducted a lot of arrests. You've been in fights, seen fights, um, all this stuff. When you watch this video, is there anything in it that concerns you? Not at all. Absolutely not. Simple enough. Uh, all right, Mike, we always like to end with a, um, a cop myth or a did you know. Do you have one for us this week? Yeah, it's a bit of trivia. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I'll give you four choices and see if you can pick the right one. Oh, good. Um, I'm on the spot. Fantastic. I'm excited. Go on. Yes. Yes, let's let's do this. In, in the United States, which state had the first female sheriff? North Carolina, New York, California, or Massachusetts? Oh. I, how? North Carolina. You got it. Wow. All right. <laughs> yeah. Blind, wild, yeah, swinging yeah, guess. You, nice. Yeah, I'll come up with some tickets or something I can get to you. That was good. <laughs> so in, in 1920, the city of Pittsburgh, North Carolina, elected uh, Myrtle Seiler as the county's first female sheriff. And just a few years prior, the Los Angeles Police Department welcomed the first African-American policewoman in the United States, Georgia Ann Robinson, who started with the department in 1916. Interesting. So, so we got about, what did you say was the year 1920? What was the year? 1920. Yeah, okay. So we got about 100 years a hundred years of um, um, uh, female leadership and female presence in police in America. That's interesting. All right. I'll, I'll take it. That's very good. Uh, Mike Wood, he is the public information officer for the PPD. Mike, as always, thank you for the time. Thanks for helping us understand law enforcement a little bit better and answer my questions. I always appreciate it, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, most definitely. 549 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. When you get ready to buy that next vehicle, go to Frontier Motors. Take a look around and see. What it does is it's like the buffet of cars, and they've got all of them. I mean, all of the cars that are a year, two, three years old, all the makes and models, different things. It's, you know, instead of going to this place and this place and this place and this place over the course of a couple of hours, and then you kind of forget what the first place had in order to look at all the sedans or the SUVs or the minivans or the sports cars or whatever it is you're looking for, go look at them all in one place. Compare all the trucks side by side. Get in them, fiddle with the knobs, turn them on, take them for a drive, drive three or four, five, six, whatever. Incl drive one that's not even in your category just to get a sense of what's really out there and what's possible and then make a good adult decision. And that's what you get at Frontier Motors is the opportunity to see a whole bunch of different cars that are all in great shape, that are good prices, and like I said, very lightly used is kind of the idea. And then what is interesting about Frontier is not just the sale and the cars, but what they do afterwards. There's a cool thing that happens when you buy a car. There's an extra, I don't want to ruin it for you. There's also a really cool thing that they will follow up with you six months later, a year later, because they did with me. Anything wrong with the car, sir? Well, yeah, I mean, no. Why are you calling? You know, like, and then a year later, same thing. Calvin calls me again and says, what's going on? I say, well, one of the keys is not right. And he said, fine, we'll fix it. I'm like, how much? He's like, on us. Because you bought a car thinking you get two keys. And it was the physical key, not the fob. It wasn't a big deal, but that's the point. Like, they took care of it. Easy peasy. About 10 minutes later, I had a brand new key that worked. 
a year after we bought the car. Who does that? Frontier. That's how they look at business. They want to establish a relationship, and they want you to be a customer for life, not just a customer the one time. Frontier Motors has been serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. A lot of love goes into a Subaru, and thanks to the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, a lot of love comes out, too. Right now, when you purchase or lease a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and Anderson Subaru will donate an extra $150 to Subaru's donation. And for every routine Subaru vehicle service visit, Anderson Subaru will donate $5 more to the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association. So far, we've donated over $140,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Be a part of something bigger at the Subaru Share the Love event, November 16th through January 2nd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at Anderson. Subaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. $250 donation for new purchase or lease. Promotion ends January 2nd. See retailer or andersonsubaru.com slash share for details. Hey, Escambia. Today, ECUA is talking trash. Specifically, bulk waste. July 1st, 2023, bulk service change to call for pickup. Schedule a pickup by calling the ECUA customer service department anytime before 2 p.m. on the day prior to your normal pickup day. Bulk pickup is still included at no additional charge. Schedule a free bulk waste or special pickup for construction debris for an additional fee. Call customer service at 850-476-0480. More information at ecua.fl.gov. Know what to throw, 850 850- Pensacola businesses are estimated to lose over $20,000 to cybercrimes this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. Confirming any change to a financial transaction with a phone call can save time, embarrassment, and especially money when dealing with would-be criminals. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. This morning at 10.30, join A-Hope on the Pensacola Expert Panel. They believe that every life is precious, that every wag of a tail, every part, and every gentle nuzzle is a gift worth cherishing. Their dedicated team of volunteers works tirelessly to provide shelter, care, and love to animals in need. Learn how you can give back by becoming a volunteer or adopting or fostering a furry friend. Discover the resources you need to make your community a better place for pets. Today at 10.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Hey, this is Cole with Commander Air. Is your home comfort still being subjected to outdated air conditioning technology? The revolutionary Daikin Fit System, with its modern compact design, will change the way you feel about your heating and cooling system. With its industry-leading 12-year parts and labor warranties, consistent temperatures, energy savings, and an extremely quiet operation that makes your outdoor living space just as perfect as your indoor. As your local Daikin Comfort Pro, Commander Air can take your home comfort to the next level with the industry-changing Daikin Fit System. Commander Air, your local heating and cooling specialist for three generations. Pensacola right now, it's like headline news for radio. Every day, 4 to 7, on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Did I do that? This time, I wonder what it feels like to find the one in this life. The one we all dream of, but dreams just done in us, so I'll be waiting for the Look, I'm going to just tell you, I'm not going to hide it. I'm not ashamed. I like Nickelback. I may be the only one, 
They're people's favorite band to hate, but there are songs by them that I really, really, really enjoy. And um, I'd said it. I said it. Okay. Just, hey, I just, I just want it out there in the open. I'm not gonna hate. I mean, their their production value is quite amazing. Um, they've got some great studios up there in Canada. <laughs> they, they do, do. have some hey. great studios up there. Eh? All right, five fifty five on News Radio ninety two three. You know what we don't ever do? We almost never give away giveaways in the five o'clock hour. Let's go do a giveaway. I just oh. I'm feeling like you know reward the people for being up and listening early in the day. Rumors of Fleetwood Mac, the uh, world's finest tribute band to Fleetwood Mac, actually endorsed by founding member Mick Fleetwood, is going to be coming to the Sanger Theater. I think it was this Wednesday. Someone's going to do the math. Yeah, I think it's Wednesday. This twenty second. It is the twenty second. I believe that's yep, Wednesday. November twenty second. Yep. There you go. So if you want to win tickets to that, here's, just call fast right now, 437-1620, first caller. Boom, zip, done. Oh. This is why you need to have that phone number in your phone. Right now, always waiting for that time when you're like, oh, 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 what's the number? Mm. By the time you know it, it's too late. 437-1620, 437-1620. We need the clip of Annie Potts from Ghostbusters going, we got one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, we got one. Oh, we do. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, how about that? The early bird, get, early bird getting the worm. Boy, I can't even talk. The early, early bird gets the word. Yeah, that's right. I kind of like that. It's me out there speaking to the, the, uh, the drought prevention. I don't know. It should have been funnier. Go ahead. Well, there are multiple reports this morning, Andrew, saying Israel and Hamas appear to be uh, close to a hostage deal. The deal would free 50 women and children for the return of Palestinian prisoners. The exchange would coincide with a three- to five-day ceasefire. The reports have yet to be confirmed officially by either side. I'm Mark Mayfield. Uh, also today, the man that attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer has been found guilty on those federal charges. David DePap could be seen uh, on police video attacking Paul Pelosi with that hammer. Uh, he admitted to the attack when he took the stand on Tuesday and apologized. And by, by the way, this was such a disturbing incident. I mean, the event itself was bad enough, but the reaction by the so-called conservative comment folks across the spectrum on social media and on the radio was just so horrifying. Like people making fun and saying it didn't happen. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? You know, just because you hate a person, which I don't endorse generally, um, don't lose sight of your humanity right. when something happens. I mean, it's just unbelievable what some folks who are generally on my side of the camp said about this incident. So I'm sorry, y'all y'all were wrong and you should apologize. Yeah, all right, go ahead, David. That's one of the terrible things about partisan media It today. is. It's, it makes you so disturbing. blind and stupid. Yeah, that's right. Go and, ahead. And uh, I-10 in downtown Los Angeles apparently is going to be reopened by next week after being shut down by that big pallet fire. Uh, Gavin Newsom said last night that all five lanes in both directions of I-10 in Los Angeles again uh, will be reopened by Tuesday. Wow. I mean, it's major incident, no doubt. And obviously, it's hard to figure out exactly what did the what did that heat do to the structure to make sure right. that it's safe to use again. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 437-1620, that's my phone number if you want to talk to me or uh, to, if you want to text me about something, I'll put your text up on the air. Uh, one thing, just a follow-up. Yesterday, we were talking about how when the Israelis went into the Al-Shifa hospital, they found a fairly small cache of arms, and they put that out. And, you know, Hamas, who says, um, well, they lie about everything. They said Israel was lying, and I made the point. I said, first of all, if Israel was going to lie about what it finds in the hospital, they'd make a better lie. This lie is not embarrassing to them, but it's underwhelming in terms of evidence that it was a, 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 um, a terrorist stronghold. But what did I say? I said, okay, so first of all, that proves that they're likely to tell the truth because they're not making up a lie. Second, give it some time. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, are they going to find more or not? And even if they're wrong, does that mean that they're wrong to go in? Not necessarily. Okay, well, again, way today, and what do you find? Israel says they've got a tunnel entrance outside the hospital. 
Uh, that's one thing they were looking for. They uh, said they've got uh, somebody who was killed, uh, somebody who was murdered. Uh, one of the hostages was there on the ground. So why would you have a murdered hostage there on the grounds except if there's some kind of terrorist organization? And they say they found more stuff. And I saw new pictures that had come out. They found more weapons even than they showed the first time. So just, you know, be careful. And I will say this. I, I'm starting to get really irritated because when I watch the news um, – Particularly NBC is my like national news who I watch, and they usually do a very good job, so I watch them. But they're always saying this, you know, Israel claims to have found something, but NBC has not been able to independently verify it. But then when they quote the Hamas uh, representatives as, you know, 11,000 people have died, they don't say the same thing. You know, the representatives claim so many people died, but NBC hasn't been able to independently verify the body count. Which is real. If you're going to be fair and balanced and disclaim both, one should disclaim both, frankly. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Free's Milton, Pensacola.